our hearts, our dear gracious and eternal Heavenly Father, what a wonderful privilege, Lord, that you have granted us to be here together in a service and in a fellowship in your name. Lord, we would like to be with you today, surrender ourselves to you today, so that you may take full charge of the service as well. Father, we put every spirit, every person, every soul, the whole atmosphere under the power and control, the authority of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray that the only spirit that is transferred, it be your spirit, it be your revelation, your inspiration, Lord. No men's, no pastors, no any church's spirit, but the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, if there be any hindrances that we have in our lives, if there are any faults, evil, wickedness, iniquity, sins, Lord. Today, Lord, may you forgive us, Lord, cleanse us, Lord. And Lord, please turn your face towards us tonight. Give us revelation, speak to us, Lord, in the most uh, precious way. We ask this message in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask you that those that have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit says tonight. Touch everyone in many places, Lord, even beyond South Africa, would be viewing this sense, Lord. May the Spirit of Truth touch them everywhere. Yes, Lord. And may He reveal Himself to every one of them. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.
function to bring edification to the saints here as a responsible servant in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ to correct an error if it is spreading in the body little living the scripture says it messes up the whole lamp. So therefore, by the grace of God, we want to touch the principle, the correct principle of tithing. Amen. So we know that there's an error that is spreading around social media and so forth. By Pastor Crefford Dollar. And everyone is now happy because somehow it seems as though someone is relieved of a responsibility of scripture. We know that this people has been in error in many topics. Amen. Amen. So, in a quest to do an apostolic function to correct this error. I trust that the people of God in the world would find this message as a, an answer to the uncertainty planted by the error preached by Creflo Dollar. Amen. Amen. So the biblical apostolic truth it will never be destroyed by an error or any deception preached by anyone famous, known and unknown. And let it be known that we are not here trying to protect men. Nor protect any 
a man's benefits. But we want to plant truth. Amen. So, uh, in the past, uh, a young preacher here in the Free State in, in, in South Africa, I know maybe they are still reading the same book. And when they are convinced by this particular book, they start to preach this error. So we, uh, I tried to correct it the other time. And then, uh, <laughs> now I'm going to correct it again. And so that we may understand uh, certain factors concerning this subject. So we're not going to be cowards. We are just like Paul. If you understand Paul, you understand me. Amen. Amen. So we're going to go to scripture. So um, we are not here attacking a person. I want us to understand we are correcting the error. By that way, the body of Jesus Christ will be edified. Amen. The book of Corinthians chapter 7. This is the only scripture he wouldn't read. Because Paul here speaks of us pain type. So I hit it right on the head. Amen. He says there is no instruction to pay tithes in the New Testament. But there is. And without waste of time, we'll read directly the scripture. That's what he says. And uh, he speaks of an offering. And let me just highlight you that an offering, tithe is an offering. Amen. So when we talk about offering in the New Testament, tithing is included. So we can't speak about offering and we take out tithing because it's still an offering too. Amen. So you can't speak about South Africa and say Bloemfontein is out. When you talk about South Africa, Bloemfontein is included. And may I again say, there is no point, there is no place in the New Testament where Jesus and the apostles preached against tithing. And there is no place where they said tithing is not scriptural. But instead they paid tithing. It's just that our dear pastor did not do a thorough good research of his study. When these things happen, these things happen you, you feel like, oh Lord, why don't you give me a chance with these people on a public platform just to help 
these people who are not vested in scripture you should be knowing by now if I say it is true you see Pastor Krefler Dollard made lots of errors in the past and he's still continuing but today we will deal with this one he preached the righteousness of God the righteousness of Christ and he made error in it a priest of the uh, uh, tongues being the proof of the Holy Spirit is an error. He still preached tithe in the past, it was still an error. Because he was scaring people. Out it is his own confession. He brought guilt and fear on people concerning tithe. But that's not how we Christians, according to scripture, teach it. If he can help himself maybe to go through the services that I preached, there would be a great help for our dear uh, Pastor Krepler Dollar. Let me also help you to say he eliminates 10th so that you can pay more. It's exactly what he's saying if you listen to the whole teaching. You see, this same era came with the Western African preachers that came here in South Africa. Telling people to pay seat. They didn't care if you don't pay tithing. As long as you pay seed. Because seed is always more than 10%. So 10% is little. So he is eliminating the 10th to rob you to pay more. And the people who are excited and they don't know there is a catch here. I listened to this whole I listened to that the whole sermon so that I do not correct him on the basis of just a clip do we understand that saying so let's read the scripture now there are three things we're going to talk about. It is clear when you listen to Pastor Kevrodola preaching. He does not know the difference uh, between the law and grace. He does not actually understand what is the law. You understand that? So I'm just going to give him Paul right now. Amen. Are you getting what we're talking about, saints? And he does not understand this, the teaching of dispensations. Amen. We agree, me and him, that Paul brought the New Testament. But when he preached tithing, he does not give reference to the law of Moses. Because 
Tithing did not begin with Moses. It is not a dispensational matter or doctrine. It's an eternal principle of God. I'm going to repeat it to you, everyone that is listening. But tithing is an eternal principle. Amen. That's why the, the, the tithing that was paid by Abraham, he paid it to an eternal high priest. Do we understand that? He touched on it and wanted to explain the intent why Abraham did it. But the idea is not why, it's the principle of paying it. Jacob paid tithes. I hope you understand that. And Jacob brings the principle that in all things that God gives him, he's going to pay tithes. There is no place where Jesus spoke against tithing. Instead, Jesus endorsed paying tithes. So, we will go through a few scriptures and then the, the matter will be clear, right? In fact, the scripture that we are about to read now clarifies the whole matter. The people who preach the era of angels uh, sleeping with, with, with human beings in Genesis chapter 6 are cleared just by one scripture in the book of Hebrews. <laughs> now the book of Hebrews will correct the error by Kreflodola. Amen. Amen. So I mention it a lot. I lord this name so that the people may recall what I'm talking about. Paul say, mark them. Mark them. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's read it. That's a beautiful chapter in the scripture. Beautiful chapter. Listen to this. Now, saints, I benefited so much for paying tithes. So anyone who is still paying tithes would like to understand the difference. Follow Creflo Dollar, then you will come back to me after a while. Amen. Amen. Listen to this. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. What did he do? Chapter 7, verse 1. He blessed Abraham. So we don't pay tithes to be blessed. You understand that? We don't give an offering to be blessed. Whether it be tithe or offering, we give it cheerfully. And it has got nothing to do with dispensations. Are we getting that, saints? Amen. 
So we pay tithes because we know God blessed us. And he is the source of every blessing we have. And do not equate the blessings of God to material things only. No, no. The blessings of God are much higher than your material things. So the prosperity preachers, they bring this matter to you so that you look at their material, uh, material things and equate that to blessing. There are more people blessed having no material things, more than these people who have material things. Amen. So let's take it. Verse 2 says, the first one says uh, he blessed Abraham. So when Abraham is blessed, let's see what he does. To whom also Abraham gave the tenth part of all, say all. Abraham gave the tenth part of what? Of all. Now that is the first one. Of, of all, right? First being by interpretation king of righteousness. And after that, also king of Salem, which is king of peace. Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither the beginning of days nor the end of life. But made like unto the Son of God abideth a priest continually. Now, consider how great this man was. <laughs> Unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave tenth of the spoils. Now, 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 hold, hold, hold on. He gave tenth of all, and he also gave tenth of what? Are we getting it? Are we seeing it? All right. And verily, they that are of the sons of Levi, I want you to see how Paul teaches the subject of tithing. He, he does not make reference to the law. He does not also make reference to the dispensation of law. He goes straight into dispensation of promise. And he brings the principle from the dispensation of promise. And he does not bring a dispensation as an issue. He brings the matter concerned here as a principle. Just like we talk about uh, marriage. Though Moses gave directives in the law, marriage did not begin in the dispensation of law. It began way before, but some principles were enacted into law. So that 
there can be a ruling or a particular control in marriages. So is the matter of tithing. Do we understand that saying? So now, oh my, he says, he says now, they, they that are of the sons of Levi, who receive the office of priesthood, have a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law. That is of their brethren. Though they come out of the loins of Abraham. Are we seeing that? So now he brings Levi here. You see? And show you the principle in which it was uh, which was established. Uh, for them to receive the tithing. But he whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham. Are you seeing that thing? And blessed him that had the promise. The promises. <laughs> Amen. And without all contradictions, say it, saints, without all contradictions, the less is blessed of the better. And this is very important. If, if, if the scholars would want us to dig into that, the most important verse also on this matter. Now, here, where? Here. Paul says, here. Let us repeat that where? Here. Paul says where? Here. The word here in, in Greek here is hude, which means to this place or to this time. Hither, hither to, to this same spot. I'm trying to maybe give some words that would explain what here means. Here, men that die receive tithes. Wow. Now, at the time of Paul, he is telling us the people who receive tithing then are they that dieth. When Abraham paid tithes to him, that does not die. So here is the principle, uh, uh, my brethren, who are actually excited by the error preached by Crefogon. Paul speaks of tithing and he endorses it was paid during his time. And I know he paid it too. All right. But there he receiveth them of whom it is witness that he liveth. And so I may so say, Levi also who receiveth tithes, pay tithes in Abraham. Abraham. 
For he was yet in the loins of Abraham, or of his father, when Melchizedek met him. <laughs> he only points a Levi. So let's, let's not get there. <laughs> Amen. So now, let's go further. Verse 11. Therefore, perfection whereby the Levitical priesthood for under it the people received the law. What further need was there that another priest should arise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? Meaning, Jesus is appointed not in the order of Aaron, right? He is actually appointed in the order of Melchizedek. So who would not want to pay tithes? When our father Abraham who saw the same experience pay tithe. This is the principle where with we in the New Testament are paying tithes. Maybe seated. Amen. We pay our tithes to the order of Melchizedek. Yeah. And it has got nothing to do with law and grace. Now, let me just read the scripture first. Before I do that, Genesis 28. There is, there is something that I want to bring along with this. So that we understand when other people understand tithing through the law. So we understand tithing through, three, through freedom. Which is grace. During the dispensation of promise. So I mentioned dispensation so that we may understand. Now, verse 22 it says, it says, and this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. Shall be what? And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. This is Jacob in the dispensation of promise, actually. We get in that sense? <laughs> now, the most important thing that we need to understand here, tithing is not a principle of dispensations. 
It is a principle of God's word. And Jacob is telling us here of all that he will give. I will give the tenth. So, meaning the tenth is also an offering. Are you understanding that? You see, you remember David gave a water offering. He spelled water to the Lord, which is, it was an offering. There's a lot of kind of offerings that we can refer to. Mind you, if you listen to the to the psychology that the, 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 the preacher brought in his preaching, he calculated in the ordinances up to 23%. Because he was referring to many types. You understand? Now, when people refer to the dispensation of grace, they preach as though that they can do everything and they are not bound by principle of life to do that which is righteous before God. Now, I want us to read 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 21. I'll start from verse 20. Yeah, and then I want you to understand the correction here. The first thing we have corrected already is that Paul don't speak of us paying tithes. We have read the scripture and Paul endorses that here, people pay tithes. Did we see that? And the other point that Paul is actually bringing out, it is a point that we are now under an, or the honor of Melchizedek. We still have the high priest. So when we talk about grace, it is law. We are under the law of grace. Are we getting that thing? So grace is also the law. Just like we speak about uh, 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 what do you call it? Gravity. So anyone who commits adultery, though he may claim the dispensation of grace, is condemned by the law and therefore under the law. If you commit fornication, if you lie, if you do all these things, you are still under the law, even though you can claim grace. Grace is high above the law. Grace elevates us higher than the law. So that we live above the law. But when we are condemned by the law, we are therefore under the law. I want you to listen to what Paul is saying here. First Corinthians. 
Let's read that saying. Let's just maybe give some scriptures to uh, the believers so that they may actually be elevated. Chapter 9, verse 20. No, 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 no. Let me just see my verse well, clearly. So that we may actually get to where we're going now. Chapter 9, verse 20. First Corinthians, chapter 9, verse 20. There is a principle that I'm trying to bring here. And I'm not going to preach, I'm not going to be excited. I'm just going to talk about this man. And unto the Jews, I became as a Jew. That I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law. As under the law. That I might gain them that are under the law. Now listen to this one. I like it. To the Gentiles. You see, Gentiles don't know principle. They don't know how things are done. That's the problem. So the, the, the preacher we are talking about here, he's also a Gentile. Does not know how things are done. Listen to this. To them that are without the law, as without the law. Listen to this. Hold on. Being not without law to God. He says, I do not become lawless just because I'm with the people that are not under the law. But under the law to Christ. Hey, did you hear? Paul says he's under the law to Christ. Who Christ? Oh. And what does that mean? That, that means, guys, let's just, 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 let's just not go on there. That I might gain them that are without the law. Firstly, let us just try to help out people who really like to preach grace, law, grace, law. We are now under grace. When people are lawless, they will claim they live under grace. To be under grace is not to be lawless. So we cannot preach lawlessness. We can't preach lawlessness. Alright. Let me just help maybe I'll also help Brother Krefrodola to understand that the, the ordinances they are ordinance, the law of commandment under ordinances. That's what we're talking about when we say it is the law that was nailed at the cross and was put away. Getting that, saints? So that's what we want to talk about. The ordinances to try to show. Uh, we need to understand the issue of ordinances. Return to 
when we deal with the subject. Because people will always, always run around to this issue. Can we read Colossians number 2? Verse 14, so that we can understand what are ordinances. And that the law that we, Paul and us, preaching to say we are no longer under, what are we referring to? So the book of Colossians, chapter 2, it speaks. Thus, he says, we remember Jesus said he's not coming to abolish the law. He's coming to fulfill it. To fulfill is not to bring to stop. It is to actually complete. It is to do what? It is to be able to live out the law. Are we getting there? Amen. Now, verse 14. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. Which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Are we getting there? And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a shoe of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So wait, 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 wait. I want to point out again. No man can claim humility when he brings error the fact that you brought error tells us that you are not humble it's voluntary humility that I saw and that he actually say that I'm speaking this in humility it's not humility my brother Kreflodo it's voluntary humility which is an error I'm gonna read it okay I'm not gonna call the name again <laughs> amen are we getting there now verse 16 let's, let's read let no man therefore judge you in what? Meat and in drink and in respect of holidays and of the new moon and of Sabbath days. Are you getting what the ordinances are? The, the law that we're talking about? This is the law. Ceremonial things and so forth. You can't tell me that at Ten Commandments we are not living according to the Ten Commandments. You should be ashamed of yourself. This is what he's talking about. Which are what? A shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Listen to this. Let no man beguile you, meaning to deceive you, mm -hmm. of your reward 
involuntary humility. It's really my brother. It's really. Let me just talk about this skill more. Amen. Let no man say that you getting this. Amen. Beguile you. Of rewards. Let no man beguile you, meaning to beguile is to deceive, right? Or to defraud you. So many people are now defrauded by the wrong preaching or an erroneous preaching of Kreplodol. Now, of your reward, involuntary humility and worshipping of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, yes sir, vainly puffed up by his flesh, Leave mind. That's what the scripture is saying. Are you seeing that, saints? So we need to understand this. We need to understand this. When we talk about ordinances, there is a difference between ordinances and just the Ten Commandments and so forth. We need to understand when you talk about the law. Number one, when I, I am I'm I'm really shocked that a preacher known as this would refer to the Old Testament as Genesis to Malachi. It, it, it is really disappointing to, to hear that. A man of that stature. Do you know what is the, the Old Testament? We're talking covenants here. Because the Lord tells us that he, which covenant, every time when he brings the covenant, he tells which one he's actually referring to. It's unfortunate that one would actually bring such an error. When we talk about the Tanakh saints, when we refer to the books of the prophets, the Psalms, the Torah. Are you getting that? So that's not the Old Testament. The Old Testament is certain area and certain dispensation in time. Are you getting that? Because we need to understand that there was a place where there was no Old Testament. In, the, in, the, in that area of the Bible where, which you call the Old Testament. Alright. We're going to go to the New Testament and see if Jesus said the people should not pay tithe. Because he has to tell us, no, don't pay tithe. Jesus must tell people, don't pay tithe. Tithe is unscriptural. Jesus must say that. If Jesus is not saying that, then whoever is saying that is, an, is in error. And he is sent by the devil. Alright? Let's read further. Hallelujah. Wherefore, if he be dead with Christ from the uh, rudiments of the world, why as though living in the world? Are ye subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not. Are you getting that now? Because the ordinances uh, include things like uh, sisters would not be at the, at the tabernacle during their periods. And the husband should not touch that person. And then you have to wash yourself after this. And then all those kind of things. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Because many people, when we, we talk about that, 
Jesus Christ fulfilled the law, nailed it and put it aside. They don't understand what we're referring to. They think we're referring to we can just live lawlessly and claim we are under grace. And Jesus would not say, be therefore perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Because there must be a particular principles that helps you to understand the perfection of the Father. Be therefore holy. Be peculiar. Be set aside. Because your Father in heaven is set aside. <laughs> we need to understand that. Now, listen to this. Verse 23 says, Which all are to perish with the using after the commandments uh, and uh, the doctrine of men. You know, Mas <laughs> it was saying, thou shalt not put away your wife. And therefore they say, unless, and therefore they brought, they brought many other issues to that, which you will not find, you will find it in the ordinances. Are you getting that? That's why when Jesus comes, he says, from the beginning it was not so. Jesus said, it has been said. You have heard that it has been said of old. But I say, you need to understand when Jesus began to teach, he actually restored the people to the original principle. Amen. We get what we're talking about. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Which things have indeed a shoe of wisdom in, in will worship. That is, that is something else. And humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Are we getting that? So we need to understand, when you talk about the ordinances, what are we talking about? And when we talk about the commandments, what are we talking about? When we talk about all the law, what are we referring to? Because these people did this ceremonial feast and all kind of things as part of their ordinances in the law. Those things that they did were for a type, a shadow of things to come, which is Christ and the church. Right? That's very important for us to understand that. Amen. Let's read Matthew 23, verse 23. We know Paul speaks of Titan, right? Now, in the book of Acts, if you remember, there was a man, Ananas and Sapphira, which is his man and his wife, whom, when it was agreed to bring forth a particular percentage, <laughs> they did not bring that percentage. Because if it was just an offering, whatever they choose to pay would be acceptable. But because it was of a certain percentage and they brought less, they were killed in front of the Holy Ghost. When we talk in the New Testament, when we talk in the New Testament, when you read about us, in the New Testament, we refer, 
When we talk about the offering, we refer to the whole offering. Tithes and offering. For tithes is also an offering. We getting that, saints? Matthew. Who unto you scribes and Pharisees, is Jesus, right? And uh, hypocrites. For ye pay what? Tithe of what? Of mint, anise, and cut. Do you understand what that do? Are herbs? Those are little. Do you know mint? Those were little things. But these people were paying tithes to those things. Mere herbs that they got on the field. If you, just, if you read and study what, what, what anise is, it's, it's something that they go and fetch at the field. Those little, little herbs. That they, they, they pay tithes of these things and have omitted the weightier matters of the law. What did they omit? Judgment, mercy, and faith. This ought you to have done. Which things? Which? Jesus is saying they ought to have paid tithes. But not to leave the other undone. You can't only pay tithes. Just like they will allow you to pay tithes and never preach or correct you when you are in error or when you are at fault. That's what is happening in the churches. They are satisfied for people to pay tithes and let those people become, uh, bring leaven in the church of God. So we will correct you here. Amen? Amen. If you want to leave the church, leave. We're not here for your tithe. We are here for your soul. Amen. So tithe is not the only important thing. There is other things that you also ought to do. Jesus did not say, now we are in the New Testament, there will never be a no tithe. Luke chapter 11, the same one, is still saying the same thing. I want you to understand when the scriptures puts, uh, 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 is repeated, you must understand that the matter is of importance. So now, what is he going to do? Chapter 11, and let's, let's, let's look at what he's actually addressing. I know he read this, this, this scripture. But it has nothing to do he says, those people were actually under the principle of the law. Right? So they were paying all tithes accordingly, and suddenly, <laughs> there are certain things which are actually much important that they, they left out. So he's telling them to do that. Not to leave the other undone. We also remember, okay, I'll look chapter 11, my friend. We can take verses 40 or something like 40, 41. Yes. He says, 42. But who unto you, 
Pharisees. For ye tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs and pass over judgment and the love of God. For this ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. Jesus was not eliminating the fact that paying tithes was right. He's simply saying to them they must do the rest correctly. Are we getting there? Is, he, is Jesus saying, don't, don't, don't pay tithes no more? The scripture man, he says, give Caesar what belongs to Caesar and God what belongs to God. In respect of tithing, because you know it was used like a text. So what belongs to Caesar is text, right? Yes. What belongs to God is what? Tithe and offering. Jesus did not eliminate tithing. And then we pay tithing, Pastor Creflodola. And your brethren. We pay it. We bring it. We do not choose to do it. We do. And we are not pressured. Blessed people are not pressured when it comes to giving. Blessed people, they give because they are blessed. They give cheerfully. And there is no fear in this. The truth is we do know. What is the benefits thereof? We do know. I'm not going to take an advice from a person who has been paying seat, 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 preaching seat, seat, seat all this time. You see? Hallelujah. <laughs> now. Let me just mention some few things that you'll know about. You remember there was a, a publican, uh, uh, rather, a text, uh, 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 a publican, rather, who was praying and a Pharisee that was praying. And the other one said, I pay tithes, I do all these kind of things, I'm not like others. But the other one was praying with all the heart. Notifying to God who he, who he was, right? Mm -hmm. And God said that person, uh, Jesus said that person prayed the best prayer. <coughs> you understand that? Because other people use the tithing and all kind of things that they do as a way to gain favor from God or to become better than others. But that's not what we <laughs> preach. We understand all principles that we do. Jesus said, happy are ye if you do these things. That's what Jesus said. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It is not to put people under guilt. <laughs> and fear. The people who serve the Lord. They, have they, they fear the Lord. And the fear of the Lord. Is the beginning of all wisdom. Amen. When we come to God. We fear him. Meaning reference him. We know who he is and who we are. And when we know that we must live under a good principle, 
If you know you are not doing that which is right according to scripture, you will be guilty. If you do not feel any guilt, then therefore, <laughs> goodness, I don't understand what kind of a person are you. What did Paul say when he rebuked the Corinthians? What did Paul say? Hmm? What did Paul say in the book of uh, 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 Romans chapter 1 from 18 onwards? Does it look like a person who is lawless or who is motivating lawlessness in the name of grace? By the way, how can you be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost and think you have the Holy Ghost? You understand what we're talking about? That's where the problem is. When somebody believes the Holy Spirit gave him error, then we know it was not the Holy Spirit. It was a counterfeit spirit. Amen. Amen. So there were people who was giving an offering. There's a, a person who gave a penny. The last. And others were giving from their, their much. That was not even tithing. It was an offering. It was just an offering. Even though tithing is an offering. So when we talk about tithing, we can put all our offerings. That's why I'm not, I'm not going to talk about all, all other offerings and so forth. Which Paul spoke about in the book of Acts, in the book of Corinthians, and so forth. Telling people to bring uh, uh, the monies and bring them collection, put them together, and then he will sort them out when he arrives and so forth. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about the principle of tithing because tithing is a principle of God. Which God received in his eternal state from a person of a mortal. So that's what that is, that's why I'm not gonna talk about a lot of other offerings and so forth. I, I'm, I, I just want to, to revolve around this particular matter to see if the Lord or any apostle said it should be stopped from being done. If in the law they needed it. How much more in grace? <laughs> it is more needful in grace, even much more than tithe, like you say, my brother. It is more, it is more needful. But we will not discourage people from their reward by voluntary humility. No, we're not going to do that. We will tell people to do that which is right. Because it is in Scripture. Jesus in the New Testament did not discourage tithing. Peter did not. Paul did not. John did not. Jude did not. I did not. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We need to understand, saints, that we are dealing with delicate matters. And, and then many people who are actually excited, they are excited when their reward is taken from them by deception. You understand what you're talking about? 
So, we have got actually seven dispensations. We have got dispensation of innocence. We have got dispensation of conscience. We have got dispensation of promise. We have got dispensation of law. Rather, the anti-diluvian age. The dispensation of promise, the dispensation of law, the dispensation of grace, which you and I are living under. The dispensation of grace. God has released the gospel to the Gentiles. Oh my. If you can go into the house of Cornelius, who was a Gentile, the scripture says God respected him because he followed the Lord to the letter. Because Jesus did not come to abolish the law. He came to give us principle. What Jesus abolished and set aside is the what? The commandment on the ordinances. The ordinances. The ordinances. Is something else. It's quite different things. You must go into the Old Testament and read what the ordinances are. You will find them in the Old Testament. Not in all the books. In the Old Testament. Because the Old Testament is not all the books from Malachi to Genesis. It's some in the Tanakh. Are you getting that sense? <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> okay, let me just correct this matter. We do not equate the storehouse to the church. But we equate it to the feet of the elders. <laughs> Amen. When they have collected all the monies, when they have sold their, pro their, 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 their properties and so forth, they, they, they brought all the monies to, to what? To the feet of the apostles, right? Is that true? Amen. So, in the dispensation of grace, God, or the Lord Jesus Christ, releases the order under the Melchizedek priesthood order. He releases five offices that runs like it was done in the time of the dispensation of law The Levitical order. But this is the priesthood. This is the Melchizedek priesthood order. That is released in the time of grace. Are you hearing me? Yes. And it has got the apostle first. The prophets. The evangelists. The pastors and teachers. And that is your storehouse. Are you hearing me? And what we are saying here is not assumption. 
its effect. The scriptures we read is just pure fact. We getting that sense? So the problem is when one would take a particular few scriptures to support a creed, then you would lose the most important. You lose only one. That's what the devil did in the beginning, right? He brought what God said to Eve and just added not. And Eve was beguiled. Then they preached everything you think, hey, the verses that this man has, was bringing, it was just verse after verse. But he left one. And I knew that one he was not going to touch. That's the one I started with. So if you go into the book of Galatians, Paul speaks that <laughs> the things which came after, which is of the law, will not abolish the things which were established before. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So if some things were enacted into law, we need to understand Moses established some factors so that he may can rule the nations by. Because God is dealing with the Hebrews as a nation. And he, he deals with Israel as a nation. And he deals with Gentiles as individuals. So you need to understand that the manner in which they did things would actually differ. But the principle would continue. So when we talk about grace, people, we are not talking about having to do away with doing what is right. It only means that the people who were not counted to be part of these promises are counted without any DNA to Abraham, Amen. but by faith. Are you getting that, saints? Because it, it, we are called the wild olive, right? The branch that was crafted in. Jesus says, I have other sheep that is not of this fold. Then also I must go and bring so that you may all be a sheep of one flock. Are you seeing that? So therefore we cannot confuse law and grace. When people say uh, it's no longer after you, we no longer have to do after the law so that you don't do this and do that. No. Faith without works is dead. You can't tell me you are living under grace when you are actually living lawless. It has got nothing to do with grace. It's people who joined the church who never repented and be converted. Because when you repent, you need to tell us what is to repent. Number two, you need to tell us what is to be converted. Converted from what? 
in grace we are converted and the holy spirit plays the most important role in this matter so those people they did them things without the release of the holy spirit but we have an advantage that is the holy spirit so that you and i are partakers of god's divine nature which the israelites couldn't because they could not live the law to the fullest meaning they could not fulfill the law so they needed what you can take them all take them kings and so forth take them prophets they could not fulfill the law there's only one that came and fulfilled the law fulfilled the law and that is Christ only the word can fulfill the law so you can't do away with the way that's why now the word can be part with you that's why in the old testament i must repeat in the old testament not in the entire book from genesis to malachi because that's not the old testament <laughs> Are we getting that? The Old Testament is a portion within the Tanakh. Those people referred to God as, or to themselves as the people of God. And Jesus in the New Testament, he says, we are sons. We are children. And when we pray, we should say our father. It's a different language altogether. Because there is a birth in place here. When in the Old Testament you were actually being reformed by being pressed to follow the law. Otherwise you would actually be killed. People were stoned in the Old Testament to death. In the New Testament you are not stoned but you are going to be judged. Nobody is stoning you from committing adultery, even though you are found red-handed. Is it correct? And nobody is going to kill you for that. There are a lot of things. That's why in the, in the Old Testament, it was an eye for an eye. In the New Testament, you give the other cheek. Right? You love your enemy. You bless them that do you bad. The people who wish you bad, you bless them. You love them. That's the New Testament. We're talking about grace. Grace makes you to live like God. To be like God to your brother. It makes your brother to be like God to you. Yes, sir. Grace is strong. Grace is a principle way above the law. So when people talk about grace, you'll be surprised. And people say like that, then you know after a while, somebody is divorced. You know why? 
they, they live under grace. Because grace lets you do anything. No, you are under grace, God will forgive you. Even when you did something that God said he will not forgive you for. People are actually under grace. Under grace. God said, I hated Esau. I love Jacob. The same principle was spoken in the dispensation of grace. Under grace. Grace is discriminatory. Maybe I must say that to, to make it feel worse. And grace is not for everyone. So that those who are giving you grace, where did they get it? That's the problem. Everybody wants to give you grace. And they want to actually teach you to, to claim that the, the, the grace that you didn't even get. We know where grace comes from. Amen. Can I show you the scripture where grace is coming from? <laughs> Glory to Jesus. They think they can join Jesus like they join churches. It's a principle. We follow principles as the people of God. There are a lot of principles. You look at Abraham. You look at Isaac. You look at Job. Let's talk about Job. Job gave tents. <laughs> Job sacrificed. Way before the law, Job was making sacrifices. Are we understanding it? Amen. So, you cannot talk as though Job was part of the Old Testament. No. Job is not part of the Old Testament. Even Abraham is not part of the Old Testament. Jacob is not part of the Old Testament. The Old Testament started with Moses. <laughs> That's where the Old Testament started. If people want to understand that, maybe. The Old Testament... The old covenant, the old will, wherewith people would actually do what benefit yeah. under the blood of bulls. So we benefit under the new will or testament or covenant of the blood of Christ, perfect blood. That's where our benefit is because a will cannot be enforced until. The death of the testator. But when the testator is yet alive, nobody will benefit from the will. So our testator died and then lived. <laughs> Amen. We understand that. So 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 holiness is still a requirement. Under grace. So they preach this nonsense and these kids here, they go to church speaking tongues, kurabashanda and all those kind of things and go back to the taverns and clubs after the church because they are taught grace. That's lawlessness, it's not grace what they are teaching. Amen. Grace is law. <laughs> we talk about the law of grace. Grace requires, that's why when marriage Covenants 
is taught under grace. The disciple said, it is good not to marry. Come on. You think grace is easy? It's because your preacher is lawless. That's why you think grace is easy. Grace needs elect seed. A person that has been transformed. Born anew. Praise God. We don't just speak in tongues and tongues. We speak tongues in understanding. Tongues with interpretation. Praise God. We still believe it like Paul believed it. Praise the Lord. So they will tell you, no, speak in tongues, speak after me, speak after me, speak in tongues, speak after me, then you have the Holy Spirit. That's why all these brothers will still read the Bible and tell you all the nonsense that you believe them. Praise the Lord. Amen. Grace. Go to Revelation. Chapter 1. Verse 2 or 3. Let's go there and, lis and listen. You can't just get grace. Like the revelation of God. You don't get it by yourself. <laughs> That's why they are creatures that were actually instructed to call you to see. You see, I know that our dear poor brother have never encountered the come and see of his Amen. age. Amen. That's why you try to preach all errors and correct them. Now this error, he's still going to correct it in the future. You'll see there. So this tape, you will have to go also and bend it. But now we can bend it. It's in the, it's in the, it's in YouTube. It's in the media. Responsible. The idle words the scripture says. You'll be responsible before God with the idle words you are preaching. Verse 3, my brother. Chapter 1 is the book of Revelation. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of the prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. Go on. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. To the what? Seven churches which are in Asia. John was writing to the seven churches which are in Asia, which we do know that it was actually a representation of seven consecutive ages, right? He says, Grace. I want us to know where grace is coming from. Because when I say grace, you must know I don't have it. I am given to from here. <laughs> oh, man. And but what's now how the people without grace they like preaching grace? Grace be unto you and peace from who? I want you to understand that grace is from you are not just getting it. You can't just say I got it. You remember a woman tried to do that? He didn't get she didn't get it. The same sentence that was spoken by Bartimaeus. Oh, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped in the midst of noises to respond to Bartimaeus. But this woman, having made noise many times, the same statement, Jesus never turned. Jesus gave her no answer. 
That's what we're talking about, grace. Amen. Grace could not give, or listen to this lady. Grace would not turn the head of Jesus to listen to this lady. Until this lady understood the season in which she belongs and would actually approach the Lord by. When she worshipped correctly, then grace was given to her. From who? From him which is, which was, and which is to come. Who is that? The Lord Jesus Christ. Number one. And where is he coming from? From the seven spirit which are before the throne. Amen. So when you do not believe one of the spirit that is released to your time, how do you get grace in the time where you are living in? Amen. Grace is discriminatory and grace. <laughs> Omar is scarce. I just want to use the word scarce. Grace is specific to specific people. Amen. I'm making grace even much hard. You, you hear people say it's unprecedented, what? Uh, unmerited favor. To who? To who? Unmerited favor to, to you. And then you deny the seven spirits. You haven't heard nothing from one of the spirits. Because one of the spirits is the seventh angel that is sent to churches. Mm. Hallelujah. Grace is for few. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He died to save many. Those many <laughs> are they whom grace is offered to. Moses was given grace. And Pharaoh, the wrath of God. So that you know, you are happy when the scripture is broken because you are not part of grace. When God bless you with scripture, you would never, never, never uh, uh, agree or be feel free when somebody breaks the scriptures in front of you. There's three things you ensure that you're not doing or it is not done to you. Misinterpretation of scripture, misquoting of scripture, misplacing of scripture. So when you take Abraham and misplace him into the law, or when you take tithing and misplace it and make it a dispensational matter, you know that this particular person is playing with fire. But because you love the guy, or Lerata guy, then therefore we have a problem. Paul says we. He speaks of us now. He says, he says them that receive tithe here, are they that dieth? Paul teaches of people receiving tithe. Are they that die? But with Abraham, it was the one who dieth not. You can stand your feet. I was supposed to read just one, that, just that verse. 
So, but then I have to st step on the issue of grace. I think I must go and step more on the issue of grace in the future. Because I think people don't understand grace. Grace is not lawlessness. You realize why women go and be on a pulpit with all naked dressing. It's because of this grace that is preached here, this lawlessness grace that is preaching here. You see? They appoint women preachers. It's because of this grace they preach, which is not the grace of the weight. The problem is they love God as long as God is not the weight. That's the problem. Jesus is loved as long as Jesus is not the weight. Because the word is hard, Jesus is soft. Your Jesus, I hate. But Jesus, the word, I love and honor. Paul says, You have received Jesus, who is not the Jesus that we preach. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Therefore, everybody in the world know today that whatever our dear precious brother was preaching is an error. Because it's not scripture. So therefore, we need also to teach on dispensation so that people would not mess up the scriptures with dispensations. And we also need to understand the differences between the commandments. When you talk about the law, in the law there's ten commandments, there's all, all ordinances and all other things. So, so don't mix the things up. Because if the law is out of place, then therefore go steal. It's okay. Right? Go commit fornication, adult. It's okay. Miss, we're going to die. That's nothing that's going to happen. Paul says, if, if, if that's, that, that's going to happen, let's go drink. Let's go enjoy ourselves. Let's go do the things of the world. It's okay. Miss, you are under grace. Go do it. That's how they preach grace. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit still comes for the wit. That's why even Peter, while he was preaching in the house of Golania, while he was trying to bring a particular doctrine to speak, God says, this man is wasting my time. And God gave them the Holy Ghost. Just exactly as Peter and them received the Holy Ghost. So Peter says, who will deny them of water? Seeing that they have received the Holy Spirit the same way we received it. Because these people, they listen to the scripture, read the Bible. They followed the law to the letter. So what is the law? Tell me. They were not doing the ordinances, but they followed the law to the letter. Their life was Christ-like. Praise God. Amen. We can close our eyes. So, people, go pay tithes according to the scripture. There's nothing wrong to pay tithes. You are not paying tithes because you are pressed to pay tithes because you will be cursed. You pay tithes because you are blessed. You don't pay tithes because you are not blessed. It's as easy as that. And there's no guilt about that. And if you do wrong and you don't have guilt, then we have a problem with you. Amen. You go pay tithes. Right? The Lord bless you. You go pay tithes. Amen. Pay tithes and offering. Those who choose not to, 
also do go on not doing it. But I tell you, you will go back to tithing after you are now. They, they tell you that you are finished. Your face will tell you that you don't even pay tithes. That's how true the facts. Tithes are tithes somewhere. It's Blessed be the name of the Lord. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the time you have given us. Lord, responsibly as in the function of Apostle, one needs to correct the error. Because it is the business of our Father to correct the error. Jesus came and corrected the error, the error of the Pharisees while he was even 12 years of age. He wouldn't leave things like that to thrive and, and he didn't say nothing. Because Lord, if I would shut up and say nothing, I am also guilty of the same. But today, Lord, I stand with the truth to tell your people of the truth of grace and the truth in the principle of the, pray, uh, the pain of bringing the truth in, into your house. And Lord, here we are standing. We want to continue doing what I do. We break the spirit of error right now. We break the spirit of deception right now in this subject. So that the, your people are not robbed of their reward. That they may remain in their reward. There is so much scriptures, there is so many things we can go to Lord. But it is just as simple as it, as, as it is put in scripture what we ought to do as your people. So therefore, Lord, we ask this message and we ask your blessing upon your people and we ask you to help your people from the spirit of deception. We ask this message in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God bless you, saints.